welcome to Mint. My name is Adam Levy, and I'm gonna be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. This episode welcomes Steve Aoki, the world-renowned DJ, entrepreneur, artiste, fashionista, collector, culinary expert, etc., etc., etc. There aren't enough titles to attribute to his name, uh, but I digress. I had the pleasure of chatting with him on season four on all things music industry and crypto. Uh, and what an epic conversation. There is a lot to unpack here, so let's just dive right in. We talk about everything from how he got started in crypto to the first NFT collected and how he understood the value of communities around these on-chain assets, his latest project, Aokiverse, what it is, why he's doing it, and the goals behind creating his own metaverse for the Aoki brand, how he plans to cake people <laughs> in the metaverse. Uh, if he ever sees uh, an experience transcending between Benihana or Pizza Aoki, for example, we also dive deep into economics. Uh, more specifically, he's very vocal about the, the collaborations between casinos, clubs, artists, and uh, paydays that come with that. So we talked about how NFTs can kind of attribute to a more beneficial payday to up-and-coming artists and maybe even established artists. We also dive deep and personal into his life, uh, which I'll let you guys kind of unpack as you listen. Of course, we talk about music NFTs, how the relationship between record labels and music artists will kind of evolve over time, his future thoughts on where NFTs are heading, uh, and one final question. Our NFTs, the technology that allow us to live forever. So as you can see, there's a lot. Enjoy. I hope you guys get the most from Mr. Steve Aoki, welcome to Mint, my friend. How are you doing? Thank you for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got it. Let's dive right in. Okay. We got a lot to talk about, but I like to start with a quick intro. Let's talk uh, about the drums you got behind you. Dude, man. the DW drum, I'm like, it's like reversed. You like them? I've had yeah, them since you, like eighth drummer? grade. I am a drummer yes, oh, nice. since, since five yeah. years old. Yeah. It's always, it's actually like the hardest, uh, cause I've been in so many bands. It's so hard to find a decent drummer. It's like, gotta be, you've like, never like, hit me up. You know, it, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you've like anyone that, that, that picks drumming as far as an instrument to, to pick up is, is always going to be like, like there, I don't know how many bands you're in, but dude, like, too many. Yeah. Right. Cause like everyone needs a really solid drummer. Everyone needs a solid drummer. And I'll tell you my thing. When I started playing the drums or when I tried getting into drums, my dad tried to get me onto piano, onto guitar, onto everything but the drums because of the noise. And it wasn't until like I actually got on the drums where I felt like my seat. But I've always had like ADHD growing up and playing the drums was the only thing that allowed me to focus because everything was moving, you know, everything right. in my body was moving. So just gravitated that uh, towards that since five years old. But more importantly, beyond <laughs> <running>, <okay? laughs> why we're here today, crypto, the beauty of Web3, the beauty of crypto. Okay. Uh, I'm curious, dude, how did you actually get into crypto initially? Like, what's your what's your intro story? Do you remember the first asset you purchased? I was in China. Okay. I was in China and I was buying, um, it was 2018. It was when Bitcoin was at 11.2 before it hit 19. And went okay. down. What so, year was what year was that? It was December 2018. Damn. And I bought. Um, I went in. I I talked to my my financial advisor, my business management team. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I've been hearing about it way too much. I I I'm late. I got to pull the trigger. I was watching. It's tracking. You know, like yeah. I got to pull the trigger. So I put 500k, but 300. A 350 in Bitcoin, 150 in Ethereum. Damn. Uh, when Ethereum was 450. Have you sold since? No. Let's go. Diamond I'm a bag holder. That's the <laughs> problem with me, Adam. It's like uh, like with many things that I do, I'm like a long play guy. Like I I did flip a few NFTs, but like like I probably have thousands in my portfolio now. But and I, I, only flipped, like, I only flipped like maybe like. I don't know, maybe a dozen. All right. So, Steve, I remember you got uh, like me personally coming across you publicly in crypto was during Clubhouse, the Clubhouse era that that yeah. spurred a lot of the activity. I remember you already had a drop that you've done. You have a lot more in the works through Yokiverse, which we'll get into in just a minute. Uh, I'm curious, though, when you first came across NFTs, did you see them as like a medium for building communities? And if so, why? So when I first came across NFTs, um, summer 2020, uh, when I started thinking about how to utilize this NFT, because I, I was thinking about like how to layer my my music catalog, 
how, what, what can I do to offer something different right. outside the box with my, with my music? So Blau, Blau introduced me to NFTs um, probably like late spring going into summer. And I'm like, okay, I need to find a digital artist then, I guess, and work with them. I know Blau's working on his, his music, his album. Right. Uh, and turning that into NFTs. I'm like, okay, interesting. I, now I, I, I feel like I could do that. But instead of doing my own music that I have out, I want to make some more. I want to make something different for the space. And I was experimenting. It was during COVID, and I was just like having fun with music. And I was like, "This is my unhinged mm. AOE sessions," you know. Mm, okay. And and then I could be able to like, I didn't even look at it like a, a collectible. I didn't even look at look at it like um, something based in the community. I I just looked at it as a different offering for me to be able to to experiment with music, work with a designer, and I love. Like outside of music, I'm constantly collaborating in fashion, in art, in in products, in different mediums, and uh, so it's exciting to develop like this this character from this right my my you know one of my logos. There you go. So, so I was like, okay, we're gonna build out this character X. We're gonna do something cool. I'm gonna make some music around it, build a world around it, and it was just a fun experiment. And then. Later on, when it finally came out, February 2021, because it took like quite a long time to actually develop, because it was, you know, what was didn't really understand it. Um, then I understood community on that. Got it. During that drop, so during the drop, when I dropped Dream Capture of the collection, mm-hmm. I was on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and I think there was like four, four or five thousand people in the chat, yeah. and as so like the first time I got to meet Farouk, and me and Farouk are now like just like BFFs, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I understood like how important that, that the chat was, I didn't get any, I haven't even entered a discord yet. I didn't even buy an NFT, you know? Um, so I, I learned really fast, really passionately at a breakneck speed in that little chat room. And at that drop, when the drop hit, like we, I mean, we did 4.3 mil. I remember. Yeah. And, and then, and then, uh, and then I, I, I just started getting my feet wet. And I rem- I also remember like, in 2020, like like late 2020, my friends were like, "You got to get into crypto punks. You got to get into this." I'm like, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's like, now. why the hell am I about to spend so much money on a JPEG? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and back then it was like uh, 20 grand was the floor. You know, it was Jeez. really different like time frame, um, but. You know, let me let me ask you, what was like the biggest question or concern you had getting into the NFT space, if any? The I guess the I guess it's like it's that question that you just said. You know, like you're spending so much money on a JPEG. I don't, you don't understand the context. You don't understand that. You know, it, it's. I mean, the way I see it, whenever I talk to someone that's a, that that I'm like introducing into this world, you know, it's it's you know one is art, right? You know, like like, like it's I, I explain the same thing with. Um, someone's going to spend $10 million on this piece by a certain artist when the actual raw cost of it is just canvas and paint. Yeah. Right. Like really the raw cost of it is like, like under, under 50 bucks Mm -hmm. and someone's willing. And then you're okay. And you understand that as a, um, you know, as someone that sees that like this Basquiat sold for like $20 million. Like we all understand that's okay. We all understand it's fair. Um, but when it comes to, uh, NFTs, they don't get it because it's not a medium that, that that that's like socially accepted yet. But there's enough of a marketplace for it, you know, for it to exist. And yeah, and um, that's how I, that's kind of how I like I ease into that that kind of that that it's like the first challenge of letting people understand or yeah, you know, yeah. makes sense. Up opening it up yeah you know during during the clubhouse era which is funny enough everyone's on twitter now i don't know who uses clubhouse anymore um but during the clubhouse era i feel like that that platform was like pinnacle for for bringing attention and noise uh to nfts and i feel like a lot of the times the aha moment for a lot of people came through clubhouse sessions when you were getting more into nfts you got more of your questions answered do you remember like an aha moment coming across that medium and realizing wow we could actually do something really powerful with this do you remember that aha moment specifically? An aha moment. I think, I mean, like for me, it's like very similar to like my music career. I, like that, that same question has hit me many times on that. Like what mm-hmm. was the aha moment in my music career? And um, 
it's hard to even decipher what that one, like there was never one big bang, you know, it's always like these little kind of like, Oh, that's very innovative. Right. That's really sure. interesting. Like, yeah. I mean, there's certain artists that definitely make me think like Pac, you know, like, like artists like Pac and artists, uh, you know, that I saw them doing different things. Gary V is a perfect, perfect, uh, yeah. uh, figure in the space that made me think, on what you know a community means you know um pox pages turning into poets um and and that and like how he's always thinking or they're always thinking one step ahead it's 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 adding to the inspiration uh to what something someone like me can do um uh the you know the hundreds doing the um atom bomb right, right. like it's tied to their clothing line you know, so when I see that, I'm like, that's me too. I, I mean, like we, I've been running Dimmock for 26 years uh, as a label and a, and a fashion line. And, and like, I love that tie, you know, the fidgetal, you know, yeah. and then there's like 888s, like, you know, allowing uh, for his friends and family's uh, pre-sales. Yeah. And like, yeah. so basically all these are little aha moments of like, just, you know, being in the space, seeing what my friends are doing. And seeing what people that that I, I don't know pack, uh, mm -hmm. but um, I, I love what they're doing. Um, and I just love seeing all of these little things happening. And and the, the most amazing part about this whole thing is that I can actually do it too. Yeah. That, that's what's so exciting. It's not like it's not like eight-year-old me watching Michael Jackson on stage going, like, there's no chance the barrier of entry to be on stage to you know to perform in front of thousands of people is like is never going to happen. So I'm not even going to try. It's more like me being on the floor with the same bands I used to see when I was 16 right? and watching them perform me like, Hey, I could pick up a guitar. I could learn how to do that. The bear yeah. of entry is wide open for someone like me, for many other people. And that's what the Aoki verse became is that like the inspiration from Pac and from Gary V's community and from 888 and from, you know, just like, cause like learning about them, like from, yeah. The, the hundreds of what they're doing and just like going, why not create the whole, whole thing, all of it, the membership with, um, you know, pre-sales and to the friends and family of all these different uh, incredible projects they're doing, right. The ways to engage, interact with them. And then, and, and also have the digital aspect, you know, like what, what is a wearable look like in the digital space, but also attach it with the physical. So all these all these things that you're talking about right now is what we talked about earlier, like the the the, the Aoki verse. Okay, now you're getting a little bit more into it, but I want to put a pause right there and actually formally introducing it, right? Because yeah. you you are getting you've been in NFTs, and this is like the next step. Like everybody's creating, well, not everybody, but like a lot of artists once they start doing their first few drops, they try to imagine, okay, what does community look like? How do I bring my collectors together? And your Aoki verse is very much like a take on that, right? Like you you intend to build some type of community online, which I'd love to give you the microphone. And kind of give us the rundown. So that's kind of why I also wanted to have you here today is to talk more about the Aokiverse. So what is that? What are you really trying to do with that, uh, et cetera? Aokiverse is an exclusive community membership. Um, it's, it's based, it's, it's like when you think of, of course, it's based on me, right? It's based on um, the things I do. Uh, I'm an art, I'm a music art, I'm a musician, I'm a DJ, I'm a performer. Um, but I also am a fashion designer. I'm also collaborating work with many other different brands and projects mm -hmm. and, and, uh, the network that, that, uh, I've built out the friends and family that, that have come along the way. That's what I consider the Aoki verse. And I, I really think that like the start of what it is right now as a membership platform is, you know, you, you, you jump in, you get a passport. I think the passport is probably one of the most interesting things about the uh, Aokiverse. You get this passport that's going to link to all these different verses. Eventually, it's, it's starting out as an evolution, right? But eventually, we'll be a multiverse. We'll be a multiverse that's mm, going to connect with all these different uh, projects and different different partners. Um, I, I kind of like to see it like this, uh, kind of weird analogy, but like, you know, um, when you do, when you fly like, American, it's like you're under like your program where it's like connected right. to this airline, that airline, this mm -hmm. airline, that airline, and and you get points and 
and and like you get to fly other airlines you get to do other you know what i mean right right that's kind of like the the goal and the vision was like what does it look like like i I have so many friends so many amazing influential uh groups of people that are doing incredible things in in the real and in the meta Mm -hmm. and i want to include as much of them as possible and um and that's what we're doing. So the past like eight months, we're kind of like, as we're moving forward, we're saying, hey, come along with us for this ride. And you still have your world, but I want to be able to connect that. And, and as you build your points, your credits inside Aokiverse into your passport and using like, you know, Pox model of like pages turning into poets and, and then the poets can, can upgrade with more pages the passport is like basically very similar concept where you you add in and you stamp in your your popes your Got it. Your, your participation uh, nfts and 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 very similar to what i also love like i'm a ticket holder like i'm a collector mm-hmm. i have like my rage against machine ticket from 1996 that i went to go see when i was a kid um, i have like shohei otani's like i bought his like his like ticket stub of when he hit his first home run because I'm a big Otani fan. I spent like three grand on a on like someone's used like ticket, three thousand dollars. I'm like, you know, the, Jesus. The, you know, like, wait, like, I I gotta I gotta pull something up now. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Like, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, <laughs> this I'm like I'm exactly like you. Okay, I'll show this to the camera. I used to be a huge John Cena fan. All right, yeah. that's a ticket that I kept for going to the SmackDown No Way Out on February 18th, 2007. Right. Yeah. Had this belt, got this belt, like yourself, collecting all this stuff. And like, these are like the elements that I wish could have been on chain, right? Yes. So like, so what I'm understanding yes. is like these Aoki credits, these points, they're very much, they work like mileage, right? So yes. like everybody has an account with Aoki, right? Yeah. And yeah. like in the, in, the, in the mileage world, when you swipe your credit card, you actually get mileage points and you can spend those miles yeah on better experience with like United, for example, right? Yes. This yes. is how I'm kind of understanding what, what you're talking about, these collectibles that people will be purchasing and whatnot, right? Give or yeah, take. It, yeah, exactly. And just like with the, like that same system, a system we all understand, the more, the more credits you have, you, you unlock different tiers that have different rewards and di- different, uh, you know, access to, you know, whatever it might be in, in all these different worlds. Got it. And, and also it's about being diverse too. I, it's not just about music and everything that deals with music. And, and of course that's a big, large part of it, you know, but it's going to be like, you know, like I'm working with fitness groups. I'm working with, uh, you know, esports. I'm working in, in tech. I'm working in all these different worlds. Right. And I've known to be that kind of person already. I'm, I, I love being in a space I've never, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with or challenged by and yeah. learn, I, you know, like, you know, the Aoki Foundation, uh, my charity foundation, where we focus on the brain, I am literally just constantly sponging in so much information when I meet up with scientists and researchers and finding a, a way to include that into the verse. Mm. You know, like there's so many different things that, mm. that so many different kinds of offerings that I think can like people can learn from, gain access to, have experience with. Um, and also, I mean, the most part, it's, it's ownership, you know, like the things that you, you do, you, you own like the, the wearables from like, right. physical, like, like the skins that right. we're going to be doing the, obviously all the, the, the drops, the NFT drops that we're going to be, that we're going to be doing like in, in only inside the membership. So, um, so as, as like a Steve Aoki fan, okay. The first thing that comes to mind that when I, when uh, I get this passport, let's say the Steve for the Aoki verse. Okay. Like the first thing that comes to mind is watching you perform live, right? Like yeah. how does the passport get in, integrated to a live performance, for example? Yeah, that's like, that's definitely going to be a big part of that. You know, like mm-hmm. my, like certain levels of membership will get, you know, certain access. Like there'll be like a certain membership that like you, you get, you basically come to every show you want forever. I mean, not forever. Not, I don't want to say forever. I was like, damn, I'm like right now. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah, because we are updating it and we're all growing it and we're adapting sure. it. So for for uh you know, I don't want to say forever, but you you get access to as this thing develops and grows, you know. And uh I get too excited sometimes. I see it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty passionate about this project. It's it's like 
Plus it's like, um, it's like that feeling where you're like, like it's Christmas time and you've been like waiting to like share the gifts with everyone. And you like, know what you're giving the person. It's you like, like the, the presents like, are underneath the tree. And like, and like, like, <laughs> you know, like it's like, like, it's like almost Christmas time and I can't, and I'm already kind of divulging and we haven't really given away too much information on the rewards because we want to kind of like, you know, keep it steady, but there's, there is a pretty rich roadmap of what we're going to be doing and our partners and the people we work with are incredible. I mean, we, we did list, there's like 20 odd different partners that, that um, are, are going to be part of the presale. Mm. So like, you know, anyone that owns any of their NFTs in, uh, you know, in their discords, they will have access to the, the presale before public sale on the 15th. And, um, you know, whether it's doodles or, or Janksy or, or, yeah. you know, kind of bomb squad or Blau or, you know, whoever else we've worked with. The other that. collabs. Got it. Yeah. So when you're, when you're thinking about like constructing this, this metaverse, for example, the Aoki verse. Okay. We talked about some of the experiences that you'll, you'll kind of like reveal down the line as, as the Aoki verse grows and develops, um, and create excitement around that. Uh, I'm curious though, like, when you were doing your other drops, the the drops that first got you into the space, the collabs that you've done with other people, how did that kind of inspire what you're doing right now, right? And like beyond that, for example, like when you think about creating a digital experience for your fans, right? How can you kind of include the ones that are already committed, right? And already got some of your collectibles and those that have no idea what NFTs are and want to get involved and love you as Stevie Oki and your music. How do you kind of mix both worlds together? Yeah, I mean, like, like th that's what we're everyone is doing now. I feel like we're all stacking on top of each other uh, projects that have worked. Like, you know, I was just talking about, like, you know, you know, like following Gary V right. with his community uh, and and his membership uh, of like VCon and and everything. And you know, just like like luckily, I was I was close enough with him to to like learn and be a student of him. Um, to, you know, following like, you know, these other friends and, and groups that are doing all these different things. Like I said, I'm just, it's all about like combining as much of that yeah. into one because I myself am a multifaceted person. I am not just a DJ. I'm not just, you know, right. a producer. I'm right. I, I dabble in so many worlds, whether it's physical products because physical products in itself, I'm not just talking about fashion. I mean, you go across, you go across the space. Like I'm wearing right now, like, you know, my collaboration I did with Bulgari. Nice. So, like, you know, like Thanks. doing collaboration with Bulgari on a, on a watch to, you know, collaborating on shoes to uh, collaborating on tech, you know, like all these different things. Like whenever there's, there's something that really intrigues me, I've always gone to, you know, what I consider the top and down, start from the top and go down and see if there is a collaboration that 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 makes sense. And and for the most part, for the past like last ten years, you know, I've been able to find my way into these different industries, mm -hmm. and you know, obviously one learn, yeah. and and two bring forth some different level of service attitude. You know, something else that 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 they might be looking for, and what and what I might be looking for. Yeah. And the best part is bring it all into the membership. You know, that's what, that's what the plan is moving forward. Everything I'm doing, um, all these different partnerships, collaborations, you know, not everything might not go into the membership because it might not make sense, but I am doing whatever I can in every single meeting. I'm, I'm doing what I can to see what, how that looks in the membership, how the community can, be a, uh, be serviced from that, be, you know, have, be entertained from that. Yeah. Uh, be part of that commerce. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm excited to see how they, this kind of strengthens uh, your tie between uh, the people who love everything that you do, all the art that you kind of produce from fashion to music to the list goes on and on to now bringing this online uh, and introducing this, this digital native kind of like uh, somewhat of an identity uh, factor when when following you and everything that happens in the Okiverse. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Where do you imagine? Because we're 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 very early into this whole concept of of metaverses of digital communities. Like we've been living online for years now, right? But bringing in assets to tie it all together, right? Through ownership, 
through provenance, through all these other characteristics, it's relatively new. Where do you imagine Aokiverse kind of like in five years, let's say? Five years is so far. I know. know? That's why I ask it too, right? (laughs) Five years is like too far for me to understand because it changes so rapidly. You know, everything moves at, like I wake up and I, and I, I see a project that's doing something that I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, like, and then like you build, you try to build off that. Right. So like, you know, two years ago, I mean, a year ago, like, like, Two years ago, I'd be like, "What? What does the, what does the metaverse look like?" We, I mean, we would not you have no idea. Yeah, we would have no idea. Yeah, kind of like the idea of singularity, where you know, Ray Kurzweil's version of singularity, where there'll be a, there, there'll be a point in time where technology and AI will surpass uh, human knowledge and intelligence that we don't understand what will happen after that point. Yeah. We don't know. Like you, you can imagine. We'll be slaves to the AI or we'll become the AI. I'm, I'm more about becoming the AI. <laughs> um, I'm more positive where we're going. Um, and I, I love I love these kinds of um, these storytellings. Yeah. I love these kinds of books. So like that question is is definitely intriguing to me. Um, but I think that whatever I say is definitely not going to be where it's going to be. Yeah. I just know that whatever I whatever I plan on doing is very present. It's very like of service you know, within a time frame that we can understand. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And basically what you're echoing, and I think like t- taking a hawk's eye view for a second, you're thinking of other creators, because a lot of what we try to do on Mint is to create like how-tos. How can other creators kind of kind of do something similar? It's like you being present is very much building in public, learning as you go, experimentating, throwing shit at the fans, yeah. seeing what right. sticks. Like because it's so new, because we're pulsing with with all the updates, all the new features that you don't like, People don't know what they're doing. Everyone's just trying new things and seeing what sticks and experimenting and trying to think outside the box, which I really love. You're very much approaching it like that. Yeah, I approach it like this, like where if someone's going to come to me and be like, okay, I want to do this. I'm like, what is your, we're all of service. Right. Every human being is of service to each other. That's what, like, that's, I feel like that's what we do. Like we're of service of whatever it is, whether you, you bake, uh, you, you blow glass or you, you, um, you're a chef or you're, you know, you're a musician, you're an artist, a DJ, you're, you know, whatever you do that provides service, amplify that in this world, hmm. you know, and, and if you want to learn another trade, if you want to learn another trade or something else to be of service, yeah, you could learn it, but like, you know, be of great service before you offer that, you know? Yeah. There's so much service out there. So like, and, 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 and it's clear if you're, if you're providing great service, then you'll be successful with what you do, period. That's that, that's how it works. You have to provide great service before you gain success. And I think for, you know, for everyone else, that's why I always, I always share that, that information. And, and, um, I think that's that's like where this is this is this is the amplification of what that looks like in the metaverse. Which which by the way very much brings me back to the Benihana days when I used to go there for my birthday. Yeah. It's like it's like it it comes down to service and I only bring that up because it, it's like a lot of your story, a lot of your upbringing. I remember in your book also you talk a lot about your dad, right? And how he started Benihana and like hospitality equals service, like you're yes. serving people, right? Yes. And that that type of DNA has trickled through you and, and through art, through fashion, through NFTs, through this metaverse. The list goes on and on and on. It's a core principle that you kind of live by. I'm curious though, like, will we ever see a collab between Benihana or Pete Aoki in the in the Aoki verse? You, you know see? what? <laughs> Adam, they're like, you know, I, I did talk about tech, products, fashion, uh, you know, visuals, you yeah. know, like all this, all, all this stuff I'm talking about. I did not even touch food. There you go. And, and it's, it's going to be a component. Okay. It's going to be a component. It's actually something I'm building out. So I don't want to say too much. Yet. Okay. Like that's why I won't give away too many offerings, but um, you know, myself, um, you know, obviously I grew up under my father who founded Benihana. Um, I, I went, he was doing Benihana and I was like, as a teenager, I'm like, I'm going to pursue music. Yeah. And now I've, you know, I'm just getting like magnetically pulled, like just like, like that pull of like the family tied to get back at getting food. Yeah. <laughs> definitely pulled me with like subconscious or what, I don't know what it is, but now, you know, I, 
I'm an owner of like 10 different restaurant IPs. Crazy. You know, uh, uh, Pizza Oki, you know, we have 20 kitchens. Um, you know, I built out a chicken yakitori spot in Resorts World called Kuru Kuru Pa. Me and my brother have like some restaurants that we're doing. We started Aoki Tepanyaki, which is Benihana 2.0. Those restaurants. So like there's a lot in the restaurant world that I'm already it's actually is like a full-time job in itself. Luckily, I have a team of people that handle that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, but yes, that's gonna but, be that's gonna be also a part of it. Like pretty much everything I'm doing, which is a lot, all tied together. So many yeah. facets. Yeah. Um, I think that's why the the this Aokiverse membership community is ha, has a lot of offerings that that I think a lot of people would would, would be surprised about. Like, wow, there's so much. Um, and not just, not just from my portfolio, you know, it's like, it's for me, the future of Aoki verse is the multiverse. So yeah. it's like just connecting with transcends. Yeah. All yeah. the different partners, you know, and we have incredible partners that are doing incredible projects that are constantly thinking ahead. So it's, um, I'm excited. What's up, guys? Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause. I wanted to give some love to our two NFT sponsors that are making this episode a reality. They are Coinvise and Polygon Studios. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum or Polygon. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more today by visiting coinvise.co. Polygon Studios is the gaming and NFT arm of Polygon, who's focused on growing the blockchain gaming and NFT industry while bridging the gap between Web 2 and Web 3 gaming. The Polygon Studios ecosystem comprises highly loved blockchain games like OpenSea, Upshot, Avagachi, Zedrun, Skyweaver, Decentraland, and Decentral Games. If you're a gamer, builder, or NFT creator looking to join the Polygon Studios ecosystem, get started today by visiting polygonstudios.com. All right, back to the episode. Very so cool. how, how do you actually, we didn't really talk about this. How do you access digitally the Aokiverse? Is it through like some 3D type of gamified component? Is oh. it through, walk me through that a little bit. I'll, I'll walk you through it. So um, you get you you get a credit, okay. Aokiverse credit, and the credit... Okay. Uh, will unlock the first level of a passport. Okay. And then you get this passport, right? It's a, a, a basically, you know, you open it up and you can you put all the different uh, activations or different, um, you know, proof of uh, you know, the popes, you know, like mm -hmm. things you do in there. Yeah. And and as you do more in the space, you get more credits, and, which unlock different level tiers inside the membership, and you know, it's clear that you're like, you know, level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. And, um, you know, and it's, it's something that you own, there's something that you could sell, something that you, you, you could share. Um, and, and as, as we bring in more, more of our partners and friends, um, whether they're doing airdrops, whether, whether they're, we're going to do a cross board, uh, collaborations, um, uh, whether it's physical and digital, like, you know, if we work with a particular NFT, right project and we do like a cool club because like we're already doing that now right so um i don't want to announce who we're working with but there's sure. some exciting like projects that we're going to be doing collabs with that the only the membership holders will have you know access to so so most important question about the yokiverse okay how do you plan to cake someone uh in there? <laughs> like what does that look like <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> um adam there's definitely going to be cake. There's definitely going to be cake. You already know that. You already know that. Um, but yeah, what does that look like? We need. Do we, we all get cake? Like, yeah, we need some devs. In there. We need like we need to build out that cake dev. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it's like, that's honestly it's. One it's of a my serious question. I feel like I feel like if you enter the the Yokiverse, like the first thing you should get is caked. Like if you're if you're like in a gaming setting, <laughs> I feel like that makes so much sense. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. I've caked like at this point, I've caked probably 20, over twenty thousand people, twenty five thousand. Um, you know, I've been doing it for over ten years, eleven years, and it never gets old. It's always like it's like it's literally like I'm Tom Brady and I'm throwing that touchdown pass, you know. 
to the receiver, which is the person getting kicked. And when they catch that ball, when they get kicked in the face, the whole place erupts and they're just showing like, <laughs> it's me, like turning around, showing everyone like, like, you know, and they're they so never, they, they want it on the whole show. It's like, and it's, it's like that moment where like, yes, we did it. You know, Dude, so, has anyone ever kicked you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, on my birthday, yeah. I got, okay. Got okay. Diesel, Diesel kicked me pretty good on my, on like at a show. I'm, I'm talking about like a fan coming back for like revenge. I'm like, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, guy. I, I, like, I, I mean, I got kicked by like various times. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen, I've seen some fans bring cakes to the show, but you know, we have very specific cakes that we use. That we I know. I yeah. feel you. I feel you. All right. Uh, Steve, I want to talk to you more about like the paydays and like economics of performing and how that kind of ties into your thoughts on NFTs, on crypto in general. You know, you're, you're very voc- uh, vocal on uh, on like the economics between casinos, clubs and artists and how that kind of plays all together. And I remember watching in a previous interview, you were talking about how if like you're an up and coming DJ, you have less leverage on pay than if you're more of an established DJ to which you bring the audience everywhere you go. And you have more leverage uh, on on everything kind of around that front. And I'm curious now that you're like integrating uh, an NFT metaverse play, and people will have a, a form of ownership uh, in your brand in the metaverse, etc. And get creative with me here, okay? Yeah. You ever see like your fans uh, kind of like coexisting and negotiating on your behalf when it comes to performances, and kind of like dictating what the future of yourself looks like, what the future of Aoki looks like? Um, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Like, to what extent do you see your fans getting involved in these assets and the power that kind of comes through that? I think I think the first is clear. Okay. In music. Okay. Because that's that's like the product, right? It's like it's music is art. So it's, that's how I see it. So like, so it's so exciting about this this time now is that uh, with NFTs, music NFTs, there is a value on music that has been disregarded because of, you know how poor. Uh, you know, the value of streaming really is how much money uh, artists makes from streams. So like, first of all, that's already getting, it's already happening. Uh, thanks to Royale and uh, what uh, Blau's doing um, on that Nas project. I think that yeah. was a great like start of where, uh, you know, uh, fans could come in and, and participate in, in, in the catalog. Um, as far as, as, um, you know, shows that that'll be a little bit deeper and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get there. I'm sure of it. I'm sure like they'll like the thing is, is that you could really go into any world. It is a service, you know? So like, what does that look like? I, I have yet to hear that conversation. I've heard a lot of conversation on the music side. I've, I haven't, haven't had a conversation on, uh, um, on performances. Yeah. That could be a festival where it's like a fan fan control festival. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think about this from the point of view that, okay, now we're getting more. So we saw NFTs as collectibles. We saw NFTs as art. Like you said, now we're getting into the, the cycle of music NFTs. And the gray area is still present of what ownership really is when you buy this music NFT, whether it's a one of one, an addition. And I'm, and I'm like thinking out loud here, like as NFTs become more of a thing, as artists see the value of like, wait, I just made $100,000 worth of streams in one minute, for example, from like a, a drop that otherwise would take me months to get on Spotify, yeah. let alone payout, right? And I'm th- starting to think like, okay, so now all these artists are going to have more assets of themselves on chain. They're going to build communities around these assets. Some will have levels of ownership to them. I wonder for like an up and coming DJ, an up and coming artist, what role do the fans actually play, right? So if the DJ brings the fans and you're able to bring leverage based off that discussion to, ca- to casinos, to clubs, right, right. Yeah. will artists have that same level of influence? Like, nah, this guy's not playing and we're not coming <laughs> if like you don't pay him X, Y, and Z because we also have a stake in that. You know what I mean? And they might be too far-fetched, but I'm thinking out loud here. That, that That's definitely in the future. Uh, maybe it's a five-year game plan. You're okay. talking about like, what okay. it looks like because, uh, you know, but it does, it does, you know, when you think about like... Um, um, when let's, let's take, let, let's take another, another, another p- parallel. So okay. radio, right before radio is like, they only dictated like, okay. Uh, when you get playlisted, it's only like probably 13 songs that play maybe mm-hmm. less than an hour. And they play that in rotation, you know, how hard it is like, you know, it's 10,000 songs coming out a day. So it's <laughs> like, 
it only like 13 or 10 songs are played in a rotation period on Crazy. every station. Um, how do you get up there? It's generally, it's, it's like, it's a very, you know, bureaucratic, very uh, archaic system of how it gets in there. So like new artists can't really make it in there unless they go through that system. And then TikTok came through and kind of changed that. So you have like artists like, um, you know, what you know about rolling <laughs> down in the deep, you know, like you have like songs like that, right? Mass Wolf that like actually are being played on there because yeah. this platform changed that game. And, um, and these, the radio, uh, the, the way, the way, the way radio structured would have never put that in there. You know, right. so I think that like what you're saying, it definitely upends the system and the system always can be upended, you know. So, um, you know, like to play it like Omnia, for example. Right. Uh, the other day, Adam, for the casino, what they they care about numbers. Right. So if that up, up and coming DJ that has a huge crypto base. Right, that that's supporting them, that's saying like we, where you have to book them, you know, we're, we're you know we're gonna show up. If they don't show up, if they're not part of that, it's gonna be a big flop. Because hmm. the rest of the world, you know, needs to also know, you know, DJ, DJ whatever unknown. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I I think there I think for smaller clubs things like that you could do that. You know, um, another another interesting thing, by the way, just on that tangent, like uh, I imagine a world where Omnia has its own NFT fund and they're buying into the NFTs of like up and coming DJs that they want to promote and shill and boost the value of their bags kind of thing. I imagine this with like radio stations too, with record labels, et yeah, cetera, as value right. accrues to these assets. But like you, you, but you don't want to risk the main bag. Right. You know, if, if like you're shilling your own DJs and then you're putting them in the club and then no one cares or no one right. knows it you're you're gonna like your business is gonna go like belly up so it's like you like i think just like with anything out there if you're constantly shilling your own thing you, it's not gonna work over time like you might have like some some like quick flip gains mm -hmm. but long term it's not gonna work you need it like it's all about diversity it's all about adding in talent it's all about adding like longevity like you know artists that aren't even part of that you know you, yeah. yeah i'm sure you could sh you of course it's gonna happen you're gonna shill like your own personal project but like you need like 90 percent of it to be like what people really want yeah you know i think that goes that goes with everything it's like you need to give people what they want and then give people what they would never expect and then introduce them i'm like that in a dj set i think like the philosophy my DJ says, you know, I think about it like almost in the same way as business. Like when I'm DJing and I'm playing, they come to see Steve Aoki. So I have to play Steve Aoki music. So I'm going to give them like the Aoki hits, what they expect. Right. But after what they expect, once they're on that high, then I give them something that I want to give them a brand new song that they never heard of that they, they might be like, yeah, cool. I'm down, but I'm in this high spirit that I want to hear about it. Cause it's your new song. And I love your old songs. So like, that's the perfect time for me to offer that. And then I give them something that they, they expect and that they want. Mm -hmm. And then I give them something new. And then I give them something completely that they would never expect. That has nothing to do with what uh, about me, you know, that they're like, Oh, this is from my childhood. Oh my God. Like, yes. You know, and then I can, you know, and at the end of it, like all these, these different layers of feelings and emotions and this roller coaster ride, um, I'm able to share things that I love that I, that I'm so excited to share that they might not yeah. even care to hear, give them what they want, give them something surprising. And then they leave. Most importantly, they leave with the Steve Aoki experience, not a great experience, but a great Steve Aoki experience. That's really mm -hmm. important to me. Yeah. You know, that's why I throw the cake. That's why I was using the raft in the crowd. That's why I was doing certain things that are like very consistent to a unique show that they will never forget. Like 10 years, 10 years later, the, uh, maybe the person that got caked in 2012 and the person that was there would always remember my friend got caked. I got caked 10 years ago. I'll never forget it. It was the best experience of my life. They're not going to remember the songs, right? 
So it's always about like what I want to create a memory that's unique. I want to create like an outstanding, acceptable hmm. memory. Hmm. I'm curious to see how that kind of translates into the Yokiverse and as as consumers, as us fans, kind of dive deeper into what the metaverse even is for that's, them as users. That's the big that's that's a question that my whole team is is we're like trying to figure out how to answer that so that we can give that kind of service, you know? And the best way for me to do it is it's dynamic. It's changing, mm -hmm. it's evolving, mm -hmm. it's growing. It's it's adding in all these different layers and and all these different kinds of offerings. You know, I mean, of course it's like, you know, we want to give them what they expect. We want to give them the pre-sales. People want in on yeah. pre-sales. They want in on the allow lists on like new projects. That yeah. that's going to be part of it too. So People want the exclusive drop, so they're not waiting in line. You yeah. know, it's like you wait in line for at, at Supreme or whatever it is. You wait in line, like you want the exclusive thing. You get you get that access. You know, you want like those are the things that you 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 have to bring to the table, and then you want to offer something new. You offer something new. You want to offer something surprise. You know, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're constantly evolving, um, and I and you really you really recognize that, Steve. One thing I want to also talk to you about is like with the introduction of music NFTs uh, with independent artists kind of using uh, crypto and web three as a medium to kind of monetize themselves, build direct to fan relationships, right. Um, and sharing the upside, sharing the ownership of what it is they're trying to do, et cetera. How do you imagine like the future relationship between a record label and a music artist evolving thanks to crypto? Yeah. I mean, it's leveling the field for sure. Okay. You know, it's giving way, it's giving way more control um especially for independent artists it, it allows them to be independent and have that control and and labels will have to adjust and understand how that you know that like they can't you, you like the labels have to change period the labels have to change and they'll have to offer more they're they're gonna be it's almost like uh i i almost see it like this like why does um an independent artist still needs a manager they still need they still need a team um, I mean, and some independent artists, you know, don't get me wrong. Some independent artists, they manage themselves. And I think that's awesome if they have the bandwidth and they have the network and they have the time. Um, that's where these other players that are part of that business have to take on that role, whether, you know, the manager and the label and the artists, they all kind of work in tandem. Like it's, at the end of the day, the business isn't growing that artist's music catalog and music's ip so we could all share in the revenue mm -hmm. you know so it's like what what labels will probably have to do in the future is offer more than just making sure they're on playlists you know making sure that like you know certain things are financed because if it's already being financed by crypto then that that like that was, that was actually one of the major points of why a lot of independent artists cited to major labels because they're like Sweet, we got that big paycheck that we will never we would have never got. Mm -hmm. Well, if you get that paycheck from crypto, then you need to offer something else, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it just it's it's. I don't think that labels are going to go away. Just sure. like managers are not going away. Sure. Independent artists need a team. Everyone needs a team. No one can work alone. That's certainly the way I've learned. Yeah. Sure. Everything I've done is not alone. I have an incredible team in different fields of all the different industries I'm in. I have different people that I trust and that, 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 you know, we, we go into this business together and, you know, I, I it's just going to be more of a level playing field and more a designation of what the roles are um, to, to propel a business. You know, it's also interesting because we're seeing uh, <clears throat> artists who have record labels now trying to use crypto to crowdfund money, to buy back their catalog. You know, right. from the record labels to try to create and, and create more of that startup-y like team that you kind of talk about. Like people need right. their artists, right? People need someone to manage socials. Like a lot of creators just know how to focus on creating because that's what they do best. But they need yeah. other 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 pieces in their team to kind of do the rest. So I don't know. We're, we're seeing the other thing I want to add to yeah. is that, like, labels. For me, it's always been like when I I remember being in a band and um, when I signed to a label. I didn't even sign. It was like not even a contract. I just put out a record. <laughs> so I put out a record on this label. Like for me, it was more like I just wanted to be part of the community. Yeah. Like I loved all the other bands on that label. So I'm like, oh my God, how cool is we're on the label? Like mm. our favorite bands are on this label. How cool is that? 
And then when they do a show or festivals, like we're all lined up together like a team. Mm -hmm. That's, that's like the same philosophy of what's happening, obviously in NFT culture. We're so excited to be part of these communities and we meet other people that have the same like-minded passion and interest. And the bond is so much more powerful than the, just the JPEG. You know, it's, it's like the community as we started in the first, I think one of the first things we talked about is how important the community is that goes the same way with labels. Like you, I think for, at least for me, the way I think, you sign to an uh, label because you you love the other artists that the label put out, mm, okay. and that's why like I always do like like you know pre COVID you know I'm, I'm trying to get get them get, get them back going again, but pre COVID we were always doing the Dimac parties. We had early days. We had Dimac parties every single week in LA. It was the coolest party in Los Angeles. I'm not kidding. And then we throw like you know Dimac fest uh, stages at festivals at Tomorrowland or at different festivals, or we throw a Dimac party with all the artists come through and we like all hang out, um, do dinners, chill, whatever, like the whole thing, you know, do production uh, camps, whatever, work together as, as friends. That's what it's all about, you know? And of course, like, then there's the business side, making sure that the business is, is fair. But I, but, but, but for me, like the philosophy of signing to a label, it's not about like, it's, it's about like that kind of community, you know, it's like, it's a big part of it. Are there any areas uh, in music NFTs that you feel like have yet to be explored more um, beyond just buying and collecting songs, for example, and earning royalties? Yeah. You know, the music NFT space is, is just a start. Like what well, we, we haven't even really begun. Uh, and that's, a, that's like the big conversation I've been having with other artists and musicians is that, we haven't even tapped into what it looks like because it's a bit complicated, obviously, because like, you know, the securities issues of like what, what that looks like. I mean, in theory, it sounds great, you know, but is that possible? Like, can you do that with like, you know, cause it's like this wild old West, like this decentralized frontier that we're in, you know, if we start mixing in things in the real world that, that have ties to, you know, things that that aren't that you can't tie in i don't know i, I don't know all the legalities there. sure so sure, I think sure that's one of the reasons why it's it's like mindfully taking small steps to seeing what what like you know when, when we have a clear idea of what it looks like what we can actually do i mean we're gonna go across the board just like we're talking about even like like performances yeah and things like that you know like yeah and I bet the Aoki, the, the Aoki verse pass holders would be the first one to kind of reap that uh, from, from how I understand that. I, I am doing, I'm putting my head in that space as, as much as I can and doing it safely, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be the first one to pioneer in that space because like it, it's terrain. I don't know, understand legally and all that, all that stuff is happening. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be, so we're, we're not like jumping into something too excitedly, you know, but yes, in the music NFT space, as it, as it comes to Aokiverse, there, there will be components that will start um, seeding there for sure. Um, I mean, there's a lot that's going to happen, you know, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. all like, like I said, it's an evolution. We're going to adapt and grow and, you know, and you yeah. know, be as much as possible. Yeah. I want to get uh, a little personal with you because you did publish your book, I think in 2019, if I'm not mistaken, um, or around, around that time. And you really did open up to your fans, to your audience, to, to the people reading. Um, and, you know, despite all the people, energy, fame, you know, the shows around you, you wrote in your book and I, and I paraphrase this, it's not a quote that you still feel alone and that life still feels somewhat empty. Okay. And I'm curious if the, if building digital communities online in web three, changes that at all for you like does that does that unlock can it unlock something for you that's missing for example like in the physical world it does actually it really does you know it it actually brings me back to when i was a kid uh whenever like I, I, okay it's funny because a lot of the things that that we do in our lives there is like an inner child in all of us and like the inner child is always there no matter how old we get it always has its issues. It's, it's like whatever it's going through. And my inner child growing up was 
trying to fit in. And, uh, you know, I grew up in Newport beach and the, the way you, I, I don't want to go too deep into this, but you know, it is a bit of a, a introspective question. Um, when I was growing up, you know, I like the way kids socialize is you, you enter sports, you know, and sure. like you, you make friends through that. I tried all the sports. I just was a like absolute failure. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I like, I remember I played like soccer and I scored two goals, but on my own, on my own team. Jeez. Come on, Steve. <laughs> what are you doing here, dude? <laughs> Basketball, same thing. I would like score the same hoop as like, <laughs> Steve up. I've been like one, I played one game of football, like one one pass. You know, <laughs> I, love, I love sports. But I just was not very good at it, and um, and I just you know, and also just Newport Beach was was uh, it's ninety six percent white. So you got to think, yeah. as a as a person of color or Asian or a minority of any sort, uh, there's going to be a level of uh, you know just difficult sure. to fit in and sure. um and when i found music when i found particularly hardcore it's like it's a subset of punk music yeah um there there were like these outcasts and they would just hang out and 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 they're like we don't care what you look like we all we care about is that you just like love what love this music you yeah know? but here's a mixtape you know, tell me if you like it. It's kind of like almost like a religion. Like when someone like knocks on your door, it's like, here's a, like this. So Jehovah's like, Witness. Here's, here's, simple, like, here's a mixtape. And this guy made me a mixtape. And I'm like, I can't believe a guy actually spent all the time making me a mixtape. It's so cool. Mm. This mixtape's all screaming, like, ah, you know, like, but it's all like, strangely enough, like it sounds angry, but it's all very positive music. Like, yo, we're going to get through this. It's like almost like wag, wag me. me. I swear <laughs> to fucking God, it's like wag me. It's like we're gonna make it. We'll do it together. We're all. I swear, it's so crazy. Oh my God! It's literally wag me. It's called. You know what it's called? PMA. PMA. Positive mental attitude. And it's like all the lyrics are about this kind of same approach of life. Like together, we're gonna do it. We know we don't fit in with the rest of the world, but we're gonna get together. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, and. And when I found that, and I found this kind of bond with these like few few kids, then I was like, "This is this yeah. is my community. I will do whatever I can to 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 bolster it." To like, that's when I learned how to play guitar and bass and and sing and record my first demo because you had to make music to actually get it, get it out there. That was your way of contributing. And like you know, just going back, you know, totally digressed there, but going to these, the, uh, you know, the, the community, the discord groups, like whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, uh, my, I, I have I, I, a bunch of different groups as well. i talk with my friends, friends on, it's like, that's the first thing I look at, you know, yeah. that's the first thing I like connect with. I'm like, guys, I just got this, uh, you know, like you share, like, you know, the shill, like what I just buy uh, like, an image yeah. of it. Yeah. I feel you know, like. it's like, I love that feeling of, of finding like-minded passionate individuals that are excited and like, hungry and and we're all in it together and wag me is a real thing you know it's, it's a like, real, it, sounds a like a joke. it sounds like a joke but it's an absolute real thing you know your story really resonates with me obviously we talked about the drums in the back when i was in high school i was like hella fat like 230 pounds fat like i was a blueberry legit and I, I remember I never really fit in with the cool kids never really fit in with the girls but drumming was always my thing since like five <laughs> years old and I remember I came across the jazz band and I was like, wow, this is super cool. It's a bunch of other weirdos that are just like fucking talented, you know, and this is my circle. And then shortly enrolled. And then like, yeah, I, I hear you. And like that, yeah. that same like, uh, um, I don't want to call it imposterness, but that same level of connection, that same level of identity, I found very similarly in crypto as well. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah, you know? I think we all like, I think all of us have that kind of like, you know, the sense of belonging. You know, we'll always want that. Now, it doesn't matter if we're 6, 15, 25, 35, 45, 55, whatever it is. Yeah. We want to have like something that we all like, like believe in. And I think it's actually cooler when it's not like a social norm. Yeah. You know, sure. like, you're like, you're the cool kid. Like everybody wants to know what you know. Yeah, kind yeah. Of and like yeah. when people come in, they're like, I've been here about this. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's like the same thing when I was doing shows at, in LA, we, we, we threw the Dimac parties in LA and 
we'd have, you know, like Lady, Lady Gaga's first show there. You know, yeah, like yeah. to hear, I remember like her manager uh, was would called me and be like, hey, um, Lady Gaga wants to perform. Like no one, she was her first show, so no one knew she was. But, um, and yeah, she's a new artist. We'd love to have her play uh, for free at your shows, like the two shows I had in LA. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, come through. And then like, you know, six months later, she's like the biggest thing on the planet. But it's so cool that like, when you have something that's small and it's cool and like everyone wants to be there and uh you know it, it's it's like yeah. exciting and i i always find myself in those circles i always do this is where i feel the passion and the energy right now you know and i want to keep growing that and building it and you know um I, i'm like i'm gonna give you another parallel like no in, 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 in okay so i'll just i'll, I'll, I'll no, be go, no no go go so like with with punk and hardcore yeah when I found that world, it's very like you're once you're in, you're like, yes, we made it. Like we're doing our thing. Like it was very exclusive. It's yeah. very like um, no one else can get in, you know, it's just for us. Like fuck everybody else. Like fuck yeah. the world, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I was really like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I found it. Like, like, like fuck the world. Yeah. You know, like that kind of like anger, you know? And then when I, it transformed into EDM as a DJ, it came the complete opposite where it's like, I want everyone in. I want like, as long as you have the same energy, please come Bring it. and Bring feel it. the same fuck. Like if you feel the same energy, join us because that's all it's all, it's all about. Like if you think about art, music, uh, books that we read, movies that we watch, all these different things, we are looking for things that will make us feel a way that that inspires us it gives us tingles down our our, our arms and and uh, uh, makes us get up off our seat and do something with our lives that we didn't do before that's why like, that's why i spend so much money on a banksy in my house that's why like i, I stare at a, a a piece of art for like 30 minutes you know feeling a certain way that's why when i watch a movie and i cry like i'm like fuck's my favorite fucking movie i want to share it with everyone or book i write to the author and i want to meet that like you know, it's like we're always looking for those kinds of experiences. Life is our, all these kinds of experiences. You want to make them the, the, the best that we can. Yeah, I hear you. I want to I want to wrap it up with uh, one final question. OK, so uh, I came across this interview by The Wall Street Journal. It was taking place uh, in 2019. OK, the journalist asked you, where do you imagine the Yoki brand 20 to 30 years from now? To which you were like, what? That's so far away. Similar to like the five year question that I asked you and you replied. You know, we're at this precipice, this point of existence in technology that will either make us the last generation to die or the first generation of people to live forever. My question to you, are NFTs the technology that allow us to live forever? Uh, well, it'll, it'll, it'll allow our legacy to live forever. Okay. But for us, because I, I do believe, and this is, this is a long one, Adam, but I do believe that we will find technology. I'm very much, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very optimistic um, on certain things. And I always say this, I live between science fiction and science fact. That's where I like to live. I like to live right here and whatever's happening, crossing the line of science fact, whoever is crossing that line, I want to like, I want to jump into their boat and learn and then share that and, and actually help speed the process speeding the process is where the foundation comes in. That's where like you have to raise money, you know, we raise over a million dollars and funding all these different research. Um, but I want it to happen in our lifetime. You know, um, my insurance policy is that when I die, I'll be frozen in Kelvin degree temperature. So um, that way, you know, they'll be able to like tinker with my brain and bring me back to life. Uh <laughs> Accessible through the Aoki verse too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, hopefully we can do it. Like I'm 44 now. So I like technically I only have 40 more years left of if I, if I have, if I live by my average life expectancy. Um, but you know, I, I'm very healthy. So it's probably later. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, like literally I think I only have 40, 40 years left, 40 okay. years left. It's not much yeah. fucking time, man. I literally, I feel like I've learned 2% of what I can learn in all the, the growth. I mean, in 44 years, I just, I'm yeah. at 
spent. That's what I feel like. I feel like there's so much more. And I only have 40 years left. It's fucking sad. You know, so I like, I'm really thinking about allocating my time into finding ways to, uh, you know, push, like living forever is a scary concept. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, well, the easier way for me to explain is just living, living longer and more optimal. Okay. We can all agree on that. And we can agree on that. Not, I mean, I think more, more when you think about your parents, your grandparents, people that you love with all your heart and you want them to live a healthy, happy, long life filled with energy, enthusiasm, and like smiles and joy and, and laughing. You want them to be living their, their best life at 97. You know what I mean? Because you love them. You think about them, you will do whatever you can to find ways for them to live longer. So that's, I think that's how I want to, I, I, I really want to share this kind of feeling with people. So like, if we all go in and try to like help out and, and want this kind of research to happen, then essentially we could, we go from 80 to 90 to hundred, 110, 120 and beyond. Yeah. Eventually. I love right. it. I think that's a perfect place to end off. Stevie yeah. Oki, thank you so much for being on. Hope to have you on again soon. Definitely, man. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you. You got it. See ya.